What's up guys, Avenging Ben coming to you from the Legends Bar in NYC. We are here for Great Balls of Fire tonight, and I have the distinct pleasure of standing here with one half of one of my favorite underrated WWE tag teams. I have the distinct pleasure of standing here with the man formerly known as Simon Gotch, now known as Simon Grimm on the Indies. Ladies and gentlemen, Simon Grimm, how you doing, sir? Oh, splendid. Thank you for asking. So, I gotta ask, what's it been like getting back into the indie wrestling scene? Has it been a difficult transition, or has it been enjoyable? Well, well the, it's actually not been a transition at all. Uh, a lot of people I don't apparently aren't aware of the 90-day no-compete clause in our contracts. Um, so, I've literally not been legally allowed to work until yesterday, last night. That was my first match back. Um, and yeah, so it was fun. It was nice to get back out there and get to wrestle again. I've missed it for the better part of four years. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was nice to get back out there and uh, get to do it. Um, huh? I, I, I place, yeah. Nice. So, I got to ask. The, um, obviously, the VOD villains were a very niche character. It, for one reason or another, it didn't translate as well to the main roster. But as, as it was originally intended, who had who was the who came up with the original idea for the Vaude villains? Was that all you and Aiden, or was that given to you by creative? It was actually originally William Regal. That came from when I was still working uh, on the independent scene, and I was an extra talent at a uh, taping in, I believe, Nebraska, February first, two thousand twelve. I already had the mustache, and uh, Regal just thought I looked like an old timey strongman. He said, "Do something like that." So I put together a promo video, which you can actually still find online. Um, and then I sent that in. They liked it. They brought me into Raw 1000 as an extra talent again. I did a trout match there with Xavier Woods. That got me a trout in Tampa in October. And I got told in December that I was going to be signed to a contract and I was going to start as soon as the PC opened, which at that point they said it was supposed to be March, and then it wound up being July. Mm, so a lot of delays on their end? A lot of delays. Actually, if, you, if my actual hiring process... From the time I was given the, uh, Regal suggested the gimmick to the time I actually started was 18 months. So it's like you got into it on your own. How did Aiden get involved in everything? Uh, he'd actually been doing the uh, Norman Smiley night class at FCW. FCW used to offer a, uh, a like an actual you could pay to go school uh, during the evenings, and he'd paid to train there, and they liked him. Obviously, he's a big guy. He's very athletic. A lot of people don't realize how athletic English is. He was a gymnast in high school, and he's, yeah. No, you'd be surprised some of the things he can do. I really wish he'd break them out more. Um, but he uh, he basically did the night class. You know, the guy's 6'5", he's shredded, and he has a drama background. So they were like, okay, let's give this guy a shot. And he got signed to a regular deal, and he was doing the uh, Drama King thing. And Triple H thought we'd make a good tag team, so we got put together. Awesome. So, like, what was it like? Whose idea were the... Uh Whose idea were the promos during... One of my favorite things ever were the promos leading up to NXT R Evolution, where you're fighting the little luchadors, the little lucha dragons, and you're like, we're going to go fight them. But first, we have to train. Whose ideas were those, and did you have any input on them? Um, I don't think we had any... We didn't really have any input. We basically got told one day, hey, show up to Full sale. we're shooting some stuff. We're like, okay. They're like, bring your things. Whatever you have, bring them. All right, we'll bring our stuff. And they... They had all these props and stuff for us, and uh, it was uh, Ryan Ward had written out a bunch of things he wanted us to do. Uh, we shot, I think, five or six of them, and they only aired two. Oh, so my there, God. There were, there were like three or four that never aired, oh. uh, which was sad because they're like, we're going to do this. I think they said, we're going to do this for a month before we before the show, and they only wanted to do it for two weeks. Oh, my God. One of you crane kicked a bear. Was that you or was that, that was me. I crane kicked the bear. Ladies and gentlemen, Simon Grimm can go on record in saying he's been NXT Tag Team Champion, he's, tra he's a world traveler, and he's crane kicked a bear. Technically, it was green screen, so we can't really... I, I crane-kicked, and a bear was put in later in post. Oh. So I crane-kicked the bear the same way that, like, uh, I don't know. Who was that guy in Avatar? Wait, I literally on. don't know. I... Well, well, who watches Avatar? 
lot of people. It's like there's one of the highest grossing movies of all time. Avatar's a piece of crap. The real movie you got to watch is you told me is Thanks Killing. Thanks Killing. But there's a quality cinematic effort right there. Uh, but uh, yeah, basically it's like in the same way that guy's you know ridden a flying dragon thingy on another planet. Oh, okay, so that makes like, sense. I agree. That's the same way I, I crane kicked the bear. So it's like I'm looking at I'm looking at your Repo Man shirt. If you can't see that right here, but obviously you're a big fan of trash cult cinema horror films. I wouldn't call it trash. I would say. There's a uniqueness to like genre films, the exploitation films, whatever you want to call them, from like the 70s up into the mid-90s that you don't see anymore. Low-budget movies do not have the same sort of panache they used to for the most part. Everyone's they don't. You'll get something like a Turbo Kid or a Hobo with a Shotgun. Loved Turbo oh, Kid. Amazing movie. But that's the thing. You'll get one of those every once in a while, but for the most part, it's like they try to do an... It's like, oh, we're going to do a throwback to the bad movies like Jennifer's Body. It's like Jennifer's Body was just a bad It's an movie. 80s horror... F it's an 80s throwback that has no nudity or blood. And frankly, no good acting or no funny acting. It was kind of like watching teeth get pulled, but not entertaining. You've never seen the old boy? Oh, I've seen old boy. They pull teeth in that. It's very entertaining. I've seen old boy. I, I, it's been a while since I've seen it. Last time I watched the movie, I needed a shower. It's it, it's it's a really creepy. It's one of those endings where you're like, oh, I need to oh, I need, a, I need oh. to sit in a shower and never stop scrubbing. Hey 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 kids at home, watch old boy. It's the uplifting family film of the year. Oh. That, not, not that remake. Uh, not that oh no, remake. no, no! It's it, you. Can, there's nothing you're gonna add to it with white people. White people do not make movies better. Traditionally, if you add white people, it does make the movie better. No, no, God, I that, keep that Death Note. Oh, that new Death Note they're doing. I'm cautiously up because the director has made things I like. He made some segments in VHS. He and, and you have Willem Dafoe playing Ryuk. That, I'm like, I'm cautiously optimistic. What are your thoughts on the Death Note trailer? Like I said, it's... I have no faith in it. I, as much as I like Willem Dafoe, if you want Willem Dafoe to do something good, let him be the Joker, finally. Just, oh, my God, that would be amazing. They basically just need to put white paint on him. They don't need to do anything else. He's got a gargantuan smile, and he looks like he's seen hell. And he's un, and he's unreasonably thin, which, once again, the Joker, that's the hardest thing. Very gaunt. Thing. Yeah. He's very creepy looking. That, was, that, 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 to me, is the biggest issue with uh, a lot of the, the Jokers. Even Heath Ledger, he looked too thick. Yeah. The Joker looks like he had like he spent all day doing meth and, and punching walls, and he's never, you know, eaten a meal. Yeah, that's the best kind of Joker. Like, you mentioned Aiden earlier, and obviously you're, you're he's still in the company, you're not. Have you kept up with him since you parted in the company, or have you kind of, you've been leaving him to do his own thing? Uh, briefly, right after uh, right after it happened, but honestly, uh, it's just, we're both busy. I've, uh, I've had my free time to sort of focus on my own stuff for right now, start setting up bookings. As I said, I've had the last 90 days to do nothing, so I was like, okay, I'll start focusing, you know, getting my my processing tees, uh, my processing tea store uh, open. Uh, obviously, getting some stuff set up for. I'm going over to England in about a week or uh, ten days, so I'll be over there for a while. Awesome. Uh, oh yeah, and uh, it's just been a matter of trying to like really get all my ducks in a row. And at the same time, you know, he's still touring. He's still going. I mean, I think literally the next week they went to Europe. Awesome. So, so like yeah. wrestling is obviously very important to you. How did you like decide to get into it in the first place? Was it something you kind of fell into by accident? Or did you always want to do it? I started watching wrestling when I was three years old. Uh, me and my older brother used to watch uh, all the WWF Saturday and Sunday morning shows on USA. And um, when I was 17, right out of high school, me and my brother, uh, ECW, we'd just gotten into in like the previous year because of the ECW on TNN show. So we found out that, you know, obviously ECW is coming to Los Angeles for, uh, for Heat Wave 2000. And we're like, well, let's get tickets and go. So we wind up going to it, and um, the whole trip, uh, or the whole, like, months leading up to it was after Rob Van Dam had come back from the broken leg, and Scotty Anton turned on him. And there's this whole thing where it's like, he's going to debut the Van Terminator, he's going to beat Scotty Anton with the Van Terminator, he's going to pull out the Van Terminator. What's the Van Terminator? No one had seen it before. So 
we're at the show, the match is up, you know, Van Damme winds up on the apron, Anton's down in the corner, he starts looking around, everyone's like, oh shit, is this it? He hits the Van Terminator, building explodes, and I looked around, and I went, this is what I want to do with my life. This, this is it. I went home, and I started looking into All Pro Wrestling, which uh, I'd seen it profiled in the film uh, Beyond the Mat. And Great was, film. Yeah, and I was like, okay, uh, that's a re- I knew it was in Hayward. I didn't know where that was, but I knew it was in Northern California. So I was like, okay, I'll, it's 86 miles door to door. And uh, I wound up signing up there. It started in August of 2001, and I trained there until, uh, I believe, February or March of 2003. So I would drive 86 miles each way for there, and then I spent another year going to another school in Hayward. So I drove 86 miles each day to train. Wow, that is commitment. My final question, I ask this to all the people whom I interview. You've been delightful. Thank you so much for this. Um, if, you, if the Simon Grimm of 2017 could tell the Simon Grimm of 2007 anything, what would you tell him? Don't listen to anyone. Literally, the one thing I've learned is that uh, throughout just being here or being in WWE and my time in NXT is that you're going to have a lot of people giving you advice, but at the end of the day, it's just like any other art. You have to have faith in your own ability and your own and your own personage. Your own panache. Yeah. If you have other people telling you, hey, do this, do that, do that. Advice is one thing, but when they start trying to guide you and tell you you have to do it this way, don't listen. Don't ever listen. Don't ever let anyone tell you how to be you. Great advice from a great man. If they want to watch, where can they find you appearing next? Uh, well, actually, I'll be in uh, Oklahoma for Compound Pro Wrestling uh, on uh, I believe the 15th of July. And then, like I said, on the uh, 22nd, 23rd, I'll be in England for XWA. I'll be wrestling uh, Matt Riddle and uh, Daisuke Sakamoto while I'm over there. I'll be also be working for Pro Wrestling Pride while I'm there. I'll be wrestling, uh, let's see, Doug Williams, Joey Ryan, and then a four-way dance. Uh, including uh, Mr. Athletic himself, Jeff Cobb. So going to be some good matches while I'm over there. Then I'll be back here in, uh, I believe in uh, Northeast, uh, I'm sorry, I'll be in Ohio, I think it's August 2nd, uh, for Pro Wrestling Revolver uh, for their Catalina Wrestling Mixer Tournament. And I might actually be up here that same weekend. Uh, that's still up in the air, but we'll find out about it. And I got the King of Trios Tournament in England uh, for Chikara in September. Fantastic. So where can they find you on social media? Uh, currently, it's still at Gotstyle WWE on both Instagram and Twitter. That's going to be changing soon. Um, I just haven't changed it yet because you lose your blue check when you change it if you don't talk to them and they're not responding to my messages so I'm like I might just give up and go okay I'll just reapply because they're being jerks Twitter can be a bunch of jerks and I don't just mean the people on it I mean the actual company the actual company of course oh, yes. well thank you so much for being on sir thank you so much guys this has been Avenging Ben from the GAWP that was Simon Grimm and we will see you guys next time